Ebenezer. Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, no. What do you want with me? I want much of you, Ebenezer. Who, who are you? Ask me who I was. Oh, oh, oh. You're very particular for a ghost. All right, then, who were you? In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley? But you're dead. You died seven years ago. Seven years ago this very night. Uh, What's wrong, Ebenezer? Don't you believe in me? I do not. You doubt your senses, Ebenezer? Yes. Yes. Because a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheats. You, you, you can't be a ghost. You may be an undigested bit of beef or a, a blot of mustard or a crumb of cheese. A fragment of underdone potato. <laughs> there may be more gravy than grave about you, whatever you are. Oh, no. You are a ghost. But why? Why do you walk the earth, Jacob? Why do you come to me? It is required of every man that the spirit within him should walk abroad among his fellow men and travel far and wide to witness what it cannot share, but might have shared on earth and turned to happiness. But tell me, Jacob... What is that chain you wear around you? I wear the chain I forged in life. I made it link by link and yard by yard by my own free will. Is its pattern strange to you, Ebenezer? Cash boxes. Keys and padlocks, ledgers and purses. Yours was as heavy and as long as this seven years ago. You have labored on it since, Ebenezer. Oh, Jacob, speak comfort to me, Jacob. Comfort I have none to give. I cannot rest, I cannot stay, I cannot linger. Weary journeys lie before me. You travel fast? Yes, Ebenezer, on the wings of the wind. Uh, seven years dead and traveling all the time. Seven years, Ebenezer, seven years of remorse. Do you know that no space of regret can make amends for life's opportunities misused? And you were always a good man of business, Jacob. Business? Mankind was my business. Charity, mercy, benevolence, they were all my business. The dealings of my trade were but a drop of water in the comprehensive ocean of my business. Jacob, Jacob, don't take on so now, Jacob. I am here to warn you that you have yet a chance of hope of escaping my fate. Do you hear that, Ebenezer? Yes, Jacob. Yes, you always were a good friend to me, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. But go on, go on, go on, go on. How shall I escape? Oh, I'm afraid, Jacob. You will be haunted by three spirits. Is that the only chance and hope, Jacob? It is your only chance and hope. Well, then, I think I'd rather not. Without their visits, you cannot hope to shun the path I tread. Expect the first tomorrow when the bell tolls one. And I take them all at once and have it over, Jacob? When the bell tolls one, look for the first spirit. Marty! Jacob Marley! Scrooge awoke. He was lying on his bed, fully dressed. Suddenly, the curtains of his bed were drawn aside, and Scrooge found himself face to face with the unearthly visitor who drew them. It was a strange figure, like a child, yet not so like a child as like an old woman. Ebenezer Scrooge! <gasps> Who's that? Ebenezer Scrooge. I have come for you. Uh, are you the spirit, ma'am, whose coming was foretold me? 
I am that spirit. I am the ghost of Christmas past. Long past? No. Your past. But what do you want of me? What brings you here to haunt me? You're welcome, Ebenezer Scrooge. Rise and walk with me. Oh, no, 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 not, not out of the window. I can't do that. I'll fall down. I'm, I'm not a spirit. I'm mortal and I'll fall. Where are we? What's become of the city? What then? And, and there's, there's snow upon the ground. Where are we? These are the shadows of the things that have been. You recognize this countryside? I know every inch, every rock, every tree. And that big building over there. Ah, that building. <laughs> I was a boy there. Yes, I went to school in that horrible place. Do you recollect that car? <laughs> I could walk it blindfold. Strange you should have forgotten it so many years. Come, let us get closer. Look, what do you see, Ebenezer Scrooge? I see a boy. A solitary child, neglected by his family, alone. Yes, yes, I see. I know that boy. Oh. Oh, I was so lonely. Poor boy. Dear, dear brother, I have come to bring you home. To bring you home, home, home. It's my sister, Fan. Home, sister Fan? Yes, home for good and all. Home forever and ever. Father is so much kinder than he used to be that home's like heaven. He spoke so gently to me one dear night when I was going to bed that I was not afraid to ask him once more if you might come home. And he said, yes, you should, and sent me in a coach to bring you. And you're to be a man, and are to never come back here. But first, we're to be together all the Christmas long and have the merriest time in all the world. You are quite a woman, Sister Fan. Oh, he's a delicate creature who a breath might have withered, but she had a large heart. So she had. She died a woman had, as I think, children. One child. True. Your nephew. Your lip is trembling, Scrooge. And what is that on your cheek? It's nothing. Nothing at all. I, I wish I... Ah, it's too late now. What's the matter? Nothing, nothing. The waifs came to my door singing Christmas carols last night, and there was a boy like that among them. A poor, pale, thin little boy in a ragged coat. I should like to have given something, that's all. Is that all? Come, Ebenezer Scrooge. Let us see another Christmas. Know it! This is the counting house where I was apprenticed. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas. It's my old master. Yo ho, my boys. Hi ho there, Dick. Cheer up there, Ebenezer. Bless his heart, old Fezzerwig. My master alive again and hosting one of his Christmas parties. Everyone, everyone, I think we're all ready to dance. Clear away, my lads, and let's have some room here. <laughs> Listen to him. Pick your partners. A 
Aha, come here, my dear. There's Mrs. Fezziwig herself, and there's Dick Wilkins. And the table's all loaded with roast and cider, mince pie and beer. <laughs> That's it. Corkscrew, thread the needle, and back to your places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a jolly time we used to have. That carefree young man with the light heart and the gay smile... Do you recognize him? Yes, yes, yes. Merciful heaven, how happy I was then. A small matter for old Fessiwig to make those silly thirsts so enjoy. Small matter. Small indeed. Isn't it? He has spent only a few pounds of your mortal money. It's not that. It's not that spirit. Old Fezziwig has the power to make us happy or unhappy, to make our service light or heavy. His power lies in words and looks and in things so tiny it's impossible to count them. The happiness he gives is quite as great as if it cost a... a... What is the matter? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all, spirit. Something, I think. Speak. Well, only... It's just that I should like to be able to say a word or two or to my clerk. Bob Cratchit, that's all. My time grows short, and we have yet another journey to make. Where now? Come. This is our last visit to the past, Ebenezer. Here, in this little room, with a fair young girl by your side. Do you recognize yourself, Ebenezer? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Spare me this. You're older now. A man in a private life. Your face has begun to wear the signs of care and avarice. Your eyes are greedy, eager, restless eyes of the miser. She knows it too, that girl by your side. There are tears in her eyes. No, no, please! It matters little to you, very little, I know that. Belle, have I changed toward you? When we were engaged, we were both poor. Was it better then? Better to be poor? Better at least to be happy. You're changed. You were another man then. I was a boy. You blame me because I've grown wiser? Have I ever tried to break our engagement? In words, no. Never. In what then? In a changed nature, in an altered spirit, in everything that made my love of any value in your sight. So I release you from your promise. Belle. Oh, at first it may cause you pain to lose me. A very brief pain. But soon it will be dim, like a half-remembered dream. An unprofitable dream. And you will be glad to be awake from such a dream. May you be happy in the life you have chosen, Ebenezer, for the love of whom you once loved. That's enough. Show me no more. Take me home. These are the shadows of things that have been. They are what they are. Do not make me. No. No more. No more. One shadow more. Come. Do you see this man, Ebenezer Scrooge? This man might have been you. And the woman beside him, your wife. And that girl. That girl might have been your daughter, Ebenezer. She might have called you father. She might have been a springtime in the hybrid winter of your life. Spirit, let me go. Show me no more. Listen now, 
Bell, I saw an old friend of yours today. Who was it? Guess. How can I? It. Oh, I know. Mr. Scrooge. Mr. Scrooge, it was. I passed his office window. It wasn't shuttered. And there was a candle inside, so I couldn't help but seeing him. His partner Marley lies at the point of death, I hear. And there Scrooge sat. All alone. Quite alone in the world, I do believe. Spirit, spirit, I can't bear anymore. Leave me. Haunt me no more. Take me back. Take me back. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to part two of A Christmas Carol. And be sure to join us tomorrow night, December 23rd, at the same time for part three. I'd like to send a special thank you out to all of our voice actors and to everyone who helped make this possible. We'll see you tomorrow night, and until then, keep your ears open.